Hello friends and welcome to the Collective Awakening podcast, this bonus episode, a special in-person episode and with myself, Chris and Stephen and this is going to be a special questions and answers episode, exciting. Yeah, very exciting. And I we're think... not in our own homes, we're in person here, yeah. <laughs> it's very different when you're in person. It, it, it is, but we're going to make, try to make it as informal as we can and to enjoy so we both uh, created some questions for each other and uh, yeah great shall we get started yes we don't know what these questions are so we've uh, we've done them and then folded them up so they'll just be chosen at random so i think you should go first Stephen, <laughs> as soon okay. as i'm the one that does most of the talking yes you do so let me choose the first question and the first question is what role does a spirit guy play in your oh. everyday life well your one true spirit guide, I feel, that's that what you're asking? Yeah. Like your one true guide. People, um, in my experience, uh, call them uh, your guardian angel, your support worker, your helper, your guide. But ultimately, your guide would be there with you from the beginning, from birth and also to the end. And what I can talk from my own personal experience is that your one true guide's there to support you, to help you with everyday life. Your spirit guide will not walk behind you or in front of you, but walk side by side. Obviously, they can't come in and interfere. Uh, otherwise, I think we, we joke about it often, don't we? When, <laughs> if, if spirit come in and interfere in, in, in our progression every two minutes, we will never learn because no. the earth is a school. And I feel sort of as part of your guide's progression, I feel, have uh, come back to to support you to inspire you so if you've got uh, for me if if i'm going through a bit of a difficult part of my life my guide would be there i remember um when i uh, lost um my cat freddie if you remember it was a very difficult time where i had to put freddie my cat to sleep and i remember going to the vet and i knew what was going to happen i just felt this warm handprint on my arm this feeling to say you know what everything's going to be all right so i had this feeling and this warm feeling so I, i've created this sort of relationship with my guide to know that in times when i need him um i feel him putting his hand on my on my hand here on my left side so i know he's there and it brings great comfort to me i think the big thing with with the work that we've been doing over the years is really knowing that you're never alone yeah very important i think that's very important because there's so many people out there we do a lot of power readings don't we and they always feel that they put the amount of pressure we put ourselves under mm. and it's your guide saying just ease off a little bit Stephen. and sometimes i get this voice in my, in, in my head saying Stephen, slow down patience <laughs> that might be my granddad or most likely probably my spirit guide coming in gently saying slow down <laughs> Stephen." So, slow down yeah slow down so yeah i hope um sort of answered that question for you so yeah. one down one to go and 20 one more to down. go <laughs> Woo! and uh, and uh, do you want to choose one of those yeah. please oh, you, i get the feeling that i'd be much gentler with my questions <laughs> <laughs> okay my question is a lot of people are getting replacing or replacing sorry coffee with cacao what's your positive experience with cacao um yeah um well my experiences with cacao have been over the past four years now um you lose track of time it goes so fast uh and do you know what i can't i'm trying to draw back my very first experience with cacao and i think you you found some 
or you purchase some. And then we went to a, a, a cacao ceremony that was being done locally. Um, and at first I actually found it hard to drink cacao <laughs> because like everything that's natural, it's a shock to the system, isn't very, it? Very bitter. And then you it? get used to it. And then we were fortunate to find uh, a lot of really good connections who helped us with uh, recipes. Um, so that was my first experiences. We're replacing it. Yeah, I think when you start to have something on a regular basis, you start to see how um what effect it has on your body good or not so good um and that i could feel would have a positive effect energy boosting for the body feel very positive very heart opening i can actually feel my hands tingle when i drink cacao really? as well yeah oh wow i feel that energy coming in and um yeah so i would say actually i've never not had a positive experience with cacao Except when I took that first sip. <laughs> and I went, oh, I'm not so sure about that, but it was very, very strong. Uh, but after that, it's just grown and grown. We've had better experiences all the time. And actually, it's something we we should do more of, really. But I made some before we went to a service. I was doing a service in Manchester. And we took some in the car. And then we had the rest of it as well the next day. And it was really had a positive effect on us all. And including our sleep, we all slept really well, didn't we? Yeah. Norm normally we have cacao and a cacao ceremony. And we feel so hyper after because we've been dancing a lot. But I think, I think uh, as your friend, I, I see the positive thing because you don't mind me saying something, you can be very much in the mind. <laughs> and then when you're in the heart space, you feel a lot calmer and more chilled. Yeah. You don't feel like you're reacting as much, which is amazing. Well, as well, I think it takes away that intensity and something I've been aware of and trying to avoid uh, caffeine as well. And it's such a good replacement. And I feel where caffeine is very intense, where cacao isn't. Mm. It, it may bring that same energy boost, but it doesn't have that intensity like, oh, yeah like a vice it's too much you know too much and then with anything that gives you such intensity like that there's always the the opposite the the, the come down if you will that will come after it and that's what happens with caffeine and uh, where you cacao you don't get that you don't get that intensity mm. you get you get more of a gentleness and more of a flow more of a flow yeah Go with the flow. Has that answered your question? yeah amazing yeah <laughs> I, I just sort of asked that question because there's so many people getting into cacao now and it's such a beautiful mm. medicine we're so lucky that the medicines like that coming over um yeah the only thing i would say to anybody is avoid the the, the powdered stuff that you see in more of the commercial shops commercial shops yeah. thank you <laughs> um and and find somebody who really knows the source of where they're getting the cacao well, we know lots of people uh and that you're getting a good good quality mm. you know that's what you want with everything really don't you yeah so yeah cacao if you haven't had it try it <laughs> amazing amazing, amazing. <laughs> okay shall i choose the next one yes <laughs> <laughs> have a good shuffle oh, you just no. <laughs> okay now, I've been very good with you. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me really hard questions uh, you, and you've written, how would you describe karma? Now, if you would have asked me this 10 years ago, I would have um, probably answered it very, very differently. And I'm very lucky that um, I've been involved with a lot of knowledge and I was only thinking about it today, actually. I was talking to you about it, actually. The more I'm learning the more I'm finding that I don't know anything. <laughs> so, it, it, it's interesting, isn't it? The more I'm delving in and reading books and working on myself, I actually know very, very little. <laughs> uh, but karma, 
uh, it has um, a very negative uh, perspective with a lot of people because people think karma is a negative thing and, and we use it don't we in a very negative way i know i have sometimes oh that's your karma mm. and that's that's not for me to say that that's your karma because you can have good karma and, and, yeah, and all, actually totally. actually all karma i think it, it should be seen as good because it's just rectifying the things the stumbles the falls that you may have made in this life and a previous life i i know through previous readings and my own inner work that I've done that I've come back personally to work on some of my karma and psychic debt. So I'm, so I see it now not as a punishment, but rather as a positive way to, to grow, to let go, and to most importantly heal through my remembering who I am as a soul. And to really, the, and, and, and karma for me also, what I've come to learn is actually the, the people that I've met on my journey, both physical, family, relationships and friends have been a blessing, even though it's not yeah. always been easy. I mean, we talked about a lot here at the Purple Mountain, the people have come in our lives and left that w at the time it stings and it hurts at that time, but we've come to understand very deeply that these people are our greatest teachers. So in a way you can talk about that in, in, in a karmic perspective. Yeah. So I can now look back in gratitude, uh, not always because I, st <laughs> I still get headache. I still get stressed. And um, so for me on my personal experience, karma is something that I'm still working on and um, yeah. And, and that's it, really. So I couldn't talk from my own experience. Yeah, yeah, quite a big subject as well. So, yeah. yeah. Ma ma massive subject. Yeah. So, so really, you know, um, I often have talked about my relationship with my family growing up and my childhood not being easy. But through a lot of the plant medicine work, I've really come to see things in a very positive perspective to know that those people that have come back to play those roles for me have been for my benefit. Yeah. And you look at the collective as well, when we look through COVID, um, that the people that have come back, politicians, people that we see as negative or evil, have actually a lot of them have come back to play that role to help yeah. as part of our awakening. So again, it's changing perspective. It's not them or us. It's not, oh, you're bad and I'm good. This punishment society that we've created. We're all in it together. Well, we're all yeah. working on each other, aren't we? Exactly, yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris, oh. the next one. I was a bit apprehensive at first. I'm getting, e yeah. getting, getting, getting into it. Oh, God, you've written so small on this as well. I should have worn my glasses. <laughs> what advice would you give people who are struggling to live in this world? God, first thing that comes to mind is, well, you've chose it. <laughs> you've chose it. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's, that can be a difficult. Have you found it easy to live in this world? No, I don't think I have at times. And there's times, quite frankly, of moments that I've not wanted to be in this world. Mm. And I tell you what gave me a lot of clarity, one amongst many, but I'm going to go with the most recent, is some of the teachings of Dolores Cannon mm. and the three waves of volunteers. If anybody's not watched that, watch that video on YouTube. It's amazing. Or the book. And and that gave me a lot of clarity about, you know, our, of course, to my understanding, it's our free will. We choose to come back. Um but always sometimes I suppose we can forget what it's like on the earth when we're having these experiences. We can forget ourselves, get lost 
it's like going into a video game or something, I suppose, and you get lost in it mm. and everything feels so real. Um, yeah, so I think it's at times it can be very challenging, especially in the times we're living in. Mm. For me, it's a very mostly exciting time to be on the earth. That's why we're coming back because we don't want to miss the opportunity, most of us. <laughs> Couldn't miss it. Uh, but also it can be very, I don't want to say hard because nothing's hard really when we put our mind to it challenging mm -hmm. can be challenging not to get drawn into things there's a lot to grab your attention there's a lot to lower your vibrations there's really a little bit of a battle going on in a way and temptation yeah duality that's what's happening and, and that's why we come back because i i believe we know the power of unconditional love in the spirit world uh, but part of coming back to the earth is learning the power through it through walking a bit more of a darker path of walking and and, and being the light in that darkness is is the challenge oh, being yeah. the light in the light is easy easy it, mm. it's it's being out there so yeah there's i think you know it, it can be very challenging but my advice to anybody who feels that way is reach out to like-minded people that's what gives me solace or read a book on somebody like-minded that you're drawn to, uh, connect with podcasts, watch things, and then you'll mm -hmm. see experiences and go, oh, I'm not the only one feeling that way, actually. I think that's really important. Why is that really important? It's because people always think what they're feeling, they're, they're yeah. the only ones to feel it. You'll, you'll find there's about, you know, 100,000 <laughs> people that are feeling the same, and that that's to put it lightly. Um, so, yeah, it, it can be a very challenging world to live in. Things are changing all the time. We're constantly being challenged. We've set ourselves lessons. But something I would say is if you get fed up, but you're feeling really a little bit low with things, just ask, what is this situation teaching me? What am I learning? Stand back from it and view it instead of getting lost in it. It's very easy to get lost in things. Yeah. So has that answered the question? Yeah. And I, and I think just... You know, if things do get overwhelmed, just take a step back. Yeah, you can always remember, in a way, one illusion for me is that you're not in control and you are. You can take a step back. You can stop and take a breath. You can do that any time. Uh, and by doing that, I had something given to me by spirit many years ago, and it's the most simplest of things, and I must have said it a million times in readings. It's like playing a chess game. If you and me were playing a chess game and I'm looking and going, what's the next move staring at the board? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? I, yeah. can't, I can't decide. But maybe if I was to take a step out of the room, have a breath of fresh air, come back in, that's what it was all along. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, uh, something I say a lot, intensity doesn't equal results. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's take a step back and then look at the view. Got it. That's where it is. Yeah, and that's why sometimes taking a break, a holiday is needed. Yeah. You, you look at things so differently. You observe things rather than you think. It's like how many times have we walked into a room and you're searching for a key and you're searching for your wallet, you can't find it, and then you, you, you walk out and you're like, right, pause and breathe. You walk in, it's right beside of you. Yeah. So it's, again, your mindset. But you're almost looking too hard. Yeah, and I think for me as well, uh, being more present – I think my big thing is that I somehow struggle to live in the world. Because when you look at things, you know, people, we're involved in the work where a lot of people are looking at conspiracy theories and things like that. And it can be so overwhelming to know well, what the darkness is. And the best thing to do is we're aware of it. I'm aware of it. 
but I'm not going to feed it. Well, what ties into version. it all is looking too far into the future. Mm. That's what I think it is. It's Definitely. all, and that's why myself included, I found myself being not very present sometimes. I'm trying to work on it. And it's because we're almost encouraged through our programming is uh, what's going to happen next year. How many times have you heard somebody, they're going to press that button, they're going to press that button. Mm. And you have to come to the stage a bit. If whatever's going to happen has happened. I'll, I'll deal with what's on my plate today because mm. you really could be missing something quite special or missing a sign that's being shown in front of you uh, <laughs> so clearly. So I think not worrying about what's down the road and even those who try to do good by putting information out there can also feed into certain fears of the future as well, which, which really isn't going to manifest a powerful, out, a, a positive outcome to me. It's all fear. doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. If it's fear, it's fear and it's, and, uh, and you know, a teacher that, that, that you've channeled that has worked with you, little Raven, never forget years ago when he said, never make a decision out of fear. Mm. And I've never found that to be wrong. And when I've made a decision out of fear, I found it wasn't a good choice. So, and that has been happening a lot in the world, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, we're encouraged to, aren't we? Mm. We're encouraged to well, what's going to happen in here. Look at, look at the way we're schooled. Uh, work all your life, get a mortgage, pay it off. And then if you're lucky, when you get to 70 or 80, you might enjoy it. It's a carrot on a stick. <laughs> enjoy it now. <laughs> well, we should be enjoying it now. Absolutely. We? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So thanks for answering that, Chris. It's Thank a you. funny old life. <laughs> it is. It is. Fire away. What's my oh, next question? Yes. I Why do I look like I've got more in mine? Because I think you wrote more. Right. Let's have a look. What is a crystal you are drawn to and why? Wow. I thought we're not doing personal questions. <laughs> um, what is a crystal you are drawn to and why? Wow. Amazing. It was, inter it was interesting that because I was in the bath this morning. And, where's this going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, where's this going? And, and I remember years ago, about 18 years ago or 19 years ago, when we sort of first got into the spiritual movement and, you know, we, we didn't, know anything about crystals or any, we meditated we sat in a home circle which was amazing and i remember even then i went to buy some crystals online and i remember buying uh, a rough aquamarine crystal and i've still oh, got yeah. it and there's a lovely crystal you put the side of the bath and my niece and my nephew was trying to steal it <laughs> as, as a crystal i can't let go of and it's a crystal for me that works really well with the throat chakra mm. and um so it's an aquamarine rough crystal that i wear and I carry and I have in my bathroom. So that's a crystal that I really, really like. I'm very drawn to blue and pure crystals, but sort of my favorite crystal is probably the master crystal, um, clay quartz. Because the, the clay quartz sort of works really well with all aspects of healing. And, and I will carry a, a, a crystal with me, particularly the, the quartz crystal when I do any kind of, kind of mediumship. Because when you're working with any kind of, with clients, healing or mediumistically you're working with a lot sometimes very heavy energy yeah and uh i even felt that today doing readings where i felt a little bit oh you know a little bit heavy after and um sometimes when i need to clear that heavy energy and i forget that sometimes so the crystal reminds me meditate ground close you down close yourself down and i use often the clear quartz 
particularly on my evening meditations, because I find that my evening meditations, I work better in the evening. In the morning, I'm always last minute, I'm running around like a headless chicken. So you'd say that, um, be fair to say when people meditate, they start to meditate. If they're also drawn to crystals, it'd be a good combination. Yeah, and but then you've got the other side as well, where, and I find this also a lot of readings and, and you know talking to friends and stuff. They have like hundreds of crystals out, hundreds of crystals out and about, and then just imagine that they're all vibrating at a frequency. And yeah. I'm not saying for one minute neg crystals are negative. No, they're not, but they're all carrying a frequency of vibration. So just be very cautious where you store and where you put your crystals. Yes, they look pretty and they're gorgeous and they're amazing. But also just know what you're working with and uh, and respect them, and and also I find as well that um, the crystal chooses you. You don't choose the crystal. Yeah. So as you, you know, again we'll talk about your spirit guide as, as your work's changing and, and you're evolving and you're doing different type of work. Different crystals work with you at that time, and maybe for six months, twelve months, and then they change. Sometimes people say, I've lost my crystal. And I say, well, that's gone now. The work's done with that crystal. You've got to move on to the next one now. So great combination, crystals and meditation. A great one is sometimes after a bath, I'll lie in, on, on, my, on top of my bed and I'll put the seven crystals on my body. And it just helps realign my chakras a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I like doing that, seven chakras. I know yeah. you, do, I know you yeah. like doing that as well, don't you? Yeah, I think it's a very good time. Very good way to do that self-healing. You don't always need to... Um, um like have a treatment as such you can do this work you can do self-healing practices the, the most important part of any kind of work is self-healing self-meditation so chris very good yeah brilliant <laughs> <laughs> okay oh as a man what advice can you give to men who are struggling with mental health. And I know we're touching upon that in the next podcast, but I think it would be yeah. great. So, and I, th I want to ask you that as what I, about you and your experience right. as, as a man. My experience personally would be, I suppose um, there's a certain energy that we carry or the way we are as males that not only, I suppose, is there an expectation for us to hold a certain amount, but there's an expectation we put on ourselves more importantly mm. uh, to hold things together or to take certain roles. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you feel like you've done that in your family a lot or not? Not just in family, but in, in life perhaps, or hold your own and, and I think, or hold yourself a certain way, be strong. And I think sometimes it's to know, and I think this is coming on more and more, there's no shame in... There's no shame in having a moment of weakness or vulnerability. Yeah. Mm. In, in, in which, it, it, you know, um, yeah, vulnerability is a better word. Uh, those moments when we're, we're vulnerable or we're feeling a bit or we're feeling by sharing something, it makes us appear weak when it doesn't. I think it's a strength. I think all these things are strength opening up and saying, you know, I'm struggling and I'm, I need a little bit of help. And I'm seeing this more and more. Um, and I think that's very important. I feel it's very important. There's a lot of discussions in the world happening on which I'm not going to touch on in this mm. podcast about male and female, et cetera. Yeah. But I think there's there's a dynamic that's put out there that, that can give a certain pressure for people to take certain roles when we are who we are, you know, as, as beings, as people. Um, I think it's very important for men to come together 
as well mm. and be in each other's company. I think that's important and share, share experiences of all ages as well. Um, so as, as a man, yeah. Did you, did say. you, yeah, did you ever sort of grow up? Um, you, I know with your dad and your brother, so predominantly in your household, there was you just your mum and then three men. I mean, yeah. what was that like growing up? Did, did you <laughs> used to play fight a lot? And was oh, it, yeah, there was a lot of fighting and uh, boxing matches and things like that with me and my brother. Uh, things like that went on, which is um, uh, it's kind of all part of growing up, that being silly, I suppose. Um, but I think it's very – see, I, I look back at my childhood actually and think, um, I don't know if you call it fortunate or what it is, but I was never pushed to do one thing or the other. I can remember just doing what I wanted to do. I would do some things that were quite creative uh, and and not necessarily things that men do, if that makes sense. Well, like football and sports and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so I'd like sports and, 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 and football and things, but the other thing, I like gardening and I like planting, uh, being in the garden and things like that. I like art and uh, and so I wasn't pushed one way or another. Mm. So you're quite, in a way, quite lucky with that. I mean, what about school? Did you feel that there was any sort of divide between men and girls, men and women. I think it's quite, I found it hard in high school. What, with, with, because I think, I think, I mean, I know you a long time now, Chris, and probably some of your trauma comes from school, doesn't it? Probably the toxic, is it boys and? Yeah, that's hard and, and um, yeah, very much so. And it's like a little bit, yeah, you learn a lot of lessons that way. I did in high school. It's almost like you're gonna you're gonna crumble if you don't stick up for yourself a bit, toughen up. And, yeah, you have to toughen mm. up and 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 start to a degree. It teaches you about boundaries because it's it's a little bit like the law in the jungle. If you go around submitting to everybody, that's it. They're gonna walk all over you. And it's not about fighting, but it's sometimes just about holding your own. And you you find it doesn't have to come to that most of the time when you just stand there and say, "You, I'm not having this." <laughs> and it, you can do one. And and it, it, you know what it comes back to fear mm. because I found this. How many people when I was at school they used to say, "I'm going to do this after school and that or something," and they never do it. And I've I've learned in my life if somebody's going to do something to you. They're just going to do it. They're not going to threaten. That's another thing about what's coming in the future. So you're like, whatever, just disarm them straight away, you know, walk away from it. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, we talked about not long ago, didn't we, with, with your mum, and she probably won't mind me talking about it, actually, you know, when we're looking back. And I've got a different perspective on things because, again, this there is this agenda, I feel, in, in society, dismantle the community, the family home. Where in your mum's era, you growing up in the seventies and eighties, mostly you, in the eighties, mostly in the eighties, <laughs> that, that, that your mum basically ran the household, didn't she? She did the washing, the ironing. Your dad worked a lot, didn't he? He did. Well, they both it. did. Yeah, they worked in combination. So you had really you going into the era. I don't know when it slipped in, but you would have gone with, with both parents had to, to go out to work to hold a household up, and that's not who. Who goals, but they both have to go. But, but then what, what I'm working. But what I'm saying is that there's a lot of sort of negative things now that, you know, which is great if both parents want to work, well, sometimes they have to work, that really the roles, the mother with the children is a very sacred responsibility. That's a job in itself, well, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah, I totally agree. And it is with both because you learn a lot of both your parents, don't you, mm. in many, many ways. And what have you got now? You've got 
and I'm not talking about either one of the sexes here, but you've got a lot of people who don't know how to cook, for example, and you'll find the majority of generations will learn how to cook from family members at home. Absolutely. Um, they learn how to do certain DIY and trade jobs through the fathers or maybe the mothers as well. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put one thing on one um, sex there. Um, but that's where you learn a lot. And I mean, we're not going to get into that, but that's why they want you at school early for me. Mm. Because you learn a lot in the family. That's um, You learn an awful lot, don't you? But, uh, I mean, most yeah. families, I can only speak from my experiences, but yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I mean, with, with me personal, personally, I mean, growing up, I probably grew up quite in a toxic masculine energy. Yeah, so that's a where, different dynamic. I mean, it? I remember, you know, being quite feminine for creative and very sensitive as a young boy. And I remember my stepdad being very this expectation to be a certain way and is frowned upon if if you show any feminine traits which then really suppresses well yeah and it, you, we've i mean we've heard it I've, I've heard it on many people that i've encountered particularly on my spiritual path where they they've been told you know shut up and get on with it mm. basically suck it up and get on and and that can be people can carry that on throughout their entire life then yeah and and hold it but it's good at the minute because there's, I mean, we experienced one men's gathering group last year. That it was, was just really an amazing good. experience. There's more and more people coming together that way. and um, Changed our perspective because yeah. we, all, we were never agreed with but, like, separating men and women. Yeah, but it was and, great and take us. away the, the male or, or the, the female part of it and people coming together is important, you know, switching off things and, and just coming together and, and, and joining together and talking sharing experiences as a community absolutely very so deep we went, we went off of it with that, didn't we <laughs> amazing oh, great great whose turn is it my turn your magical questions right oh what are your thoughts of manifesting can anyone do it <laughs> <laughs> wow yes on 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 the science side you are what you think you are what you create and and on on a personal note, something that I've been really delving into these past twelve months, two years, where I, I'm, I'm manifesting, learning about using the language of I am. Mm. That's who I am. So if I'm learning that that's who I am and that's the vibration I'm giving off to the universe, and I try to say this to people in readings as well, that you know when we look at relationships, what you don't heal, you attract. So if you've got unhealed trauma or you have lack of self-worth or you don't, you don't feel that you are worthy or you have a really bad relationship with money, then you are vibrating that out to the universe. You're giving off that frequency and you're manifesting that out to the universe and that's what you're going to attract. Yeah. So I'm really getting into saying this is who I am and often nearly every night I will say, I will start off by saying I am who I am and that is enough. Mm. that i am who i am and that is enough good and, and i can feel it manifesting in my stomach and i'm getting there and i'm using other mantras to say i am light i am love i am abundant mm. so they are the things that i i, I use everything begins with the thought of an idea that we channel through and and really on, on the other hand as well you can alter your vibration into to an altered reality to say this is what i'm going to attract 
obviously if you're going to say right i'm going i'm i'm going to attract to be a millionaire well that might not man that might not be manifested because sometimes money is not something that's going to bring you ultimate happiness yeah you know we've met a lot of people that are well, very very rich that are the absolutely miserable it that, plays into the thing be careful what you ask for absolutely yeah. care be careful what you wish for be careful what you manifest so yeah anyone anyone can manifest anything that they desire and i think that's uh something that i've learned sort of from osho um in some of his teachings that you know everything begins with the flame the passion your desire and i say to people you know and i say i pose the question to people with clients instead of asking the angels and spirit and the guides what shall i do well what do you think you should do yeah. what do you want to manifest <laughs> everybody always looks at oh for spirit 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 yes we are spirit and also you know we don't work for spirit we work with spirit we're working with the universe the universe is our friend so it's law of attraction it's the it's the mirror effect. so would you say as accepting as as we step into manifestation part of it is accepting that we are part of the universe and not separate from it absolutely we, we're part of nature we're part of everything yeah. we are what we attract and also going back to the question of karma psychic debt we are what we attract so really where you are in your life and what's happening in your life at this moment is exactly where you're meant to be yeah the people that are around you the friends the family the life you've had it's not by accident the universe does not punish anybody spirit do not punish we don't punish ourselves where we are is exactly where we need to be no one's better or worse some people are more elevated than others are maybe more growing than others maybe their lights are maybe a little bit brighter but ultimately we are all on that path and and we're here to we we are creators and i think this is what part of people's awakening is people don't realize how powerful you are and i think we both realize and i know you are you don't realize how what powerful creators were we we are god and david i talked about it. he was laughing about it <laughs> yeah. in the 80s and the 90s and we are made from the same cosmic light of the universe god the creator whatever you, however you want to perceive it we're here to create we're here to manifest and, and and i can't reinforce that to people as much as i can we are what we create you know yeah. when we talk about healing for example oh i'm sick if you say you're sick you will always be sick yeah and that's you know i i i you know family who are ill and i go around i will not get sick because i am healthy i am yeah. well so i i all start with i because that commands my spirit that that is where i am that state of being yeah it's like um i remember we did a podcast about with a guy called chris and he was talking about freedom and it's this perception that the the toxic side of the awakening movement is saying we need to be free we we need to fight we need to be free and actually that's wrong we are already free yeah that is the realize that's the self-realization <laughs> i am free i'm not imprisoned it's they the, the dark or the, or the shadow want us to believe that we are not free because remember there's choice and free will so i am free i am sovereign being i'm not becoming because i'm i already am yeah <laughs> i i don't become spirit i am spirit yeah that, that so that so that is my sort of thoughts what about you manifesting <laughs> yeah i think anybody can manifest i think uh, what but, kind of stuff do you manifest i think it requires your participation as well 
you're doing absolutely you have, so you to, have to do you have to do your part everything you know so what, what what's the what's the thing that you oh, I've, to... I've had some on either side but i've thought something and then it's happened and i was like oh god i manifested that. i need to be really more careful what i ask for. i have noticed that these past few months <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah okay brilliant so next question Okay, what advice would you give to those who are struggling to fit into their families or school, etc.? Oh, it's following a bit of a theme here for me, isn't it? <laughs> what advice would you follow that struggling to fit in? Um, do you know what my advice would be? And I was talking with this in, uh, about this in a reading today is if you are struggling to fit in, don't assume that you are the problem or you... <laughs> and it was some of the best advice I was given in the first circle we sat in. Uh, and there was about 10, 11 people in that spiritual circle. And uh, the lady who's running it, Anita, she said, just because one person's picking up one thing and the others don't, doesn't mean that one person is wrong. So maybe if you're feeling you're not quite fitting in, maybe that school, that lesson isn't for you. If you're not fitting in with a particular group of people, maybe you're they're not, not the like-minded people. But that doesn't mean it doesn't it's not meant to happen because maybe you're putting yourself in that situation to learn from it. There's always something to be learned in every situation, yeah. even if it's, this isn't for me and coming to that point. Um, so like struggling to fit in is not a bad thing. That's the first thing. I have, you, have you heard There's the nothing wrong with you. There's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's just might not be for you. You've not maybe found the right people that you resonate with or the right situation, or maybe um, things need to settle for you. It could be loads of things, but the most important thing is nothing wrong with you if you're having them feelings. Mm. You, you're, not, you're not the odd one out. That's that's another awful phrase that needs to kick but, but do you But do you not get in, in readings a lot as well in some of the psychotherapy work and other work we do here at the centre that people say, oh, oh, I felt like the black sheep of the family. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing in family. Um in, in terms of family, if you feel in that way, I think it's, it's okay. Cause there's two sides of it. Yeah. One side is that the, the, you've chosen that family for a reason. So there's something to oh, that's that, 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 that's number one. <laughs> that's number one. But the other one is, and I ask this to people who are struggling and who've asked my advice about family situations, how would you treat it if you, they weren't your blood relatives and you were friends? How would you treat the situation? Because the other side of it is we can feel that they have to be loyal mm. and, and suffer, you know, because it's something I always say, we all have choice, we're all free will, we can do whatever we want really with, you know, we really can without other people suffering the choice mm. of them consequences. We're not here to be punished for somebody else's choices or not here to be a punching bag. So it depends where it lands, you know. Um, there's a lot of people that feel that way, don't they, in the world that they feel misplaced in the family. But coming back to it, which is a tough one, but to me it's a truth, is you have chose that family for a reason. So what's the what's the lesson? What what what's it teaching you? Or, or maybe you come back to teach them. Who knows? But then also you've got you might what you might have as well, and you're finding this a lot with people. And I think this is where there's a massive mis misunderstanding particularly in the medical profession when we use where we label people with ADHD and 
or they've got mental health problems and actually can't find anything. And I, and I find this with a lot of young children now where parents are struggling. And at the end of the day, they're, they're vibrating at a frequency that is very different to a lot of people. So they're going to feel different. Their connection with spirit is very much deeper. Exactly. They will know things that we don't know. So again, as parents, so looking on the other perspective. Well, that's it. And you can be in school and, and very simply put, you might not be resonating with what's being taught. Did you ever feel different growing up? Did you ever feel different or did you feel very hard uh, things? In school, trying to remember, mostly, yeah, but there was a lot that didn't interest me. Um, history being a big one. And I sort of make more sense of it now. I just thought I was lazy at the time coming out of it or I was a bit, oh, but no, a lot of it didn't resonate with me. But you talk about your experiences with school, so... You're saying you struggled to, 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 with, with school. Now, if you had the magic wand and you can go back in time, do you, do you feel that school would, was not for you? If you could maybe do something more on the practical? No, because there was some at there to experience. So do you feel that you come back to have so that, that experience? Yeah, yeah. Not that I don't regret things, in, in, but I think, I don't think you should have regrets as a rule. Because I think you experience what you experience for a reason. Would you not say that's difficult as a child, though? Because in a lot of ways, you still rely on your mum and your dad. And I know parents who who take the children out of school. Yeah, I can understand them. it. It's happening more and more because it's it's not nourishing. I don't, you know, I don't want to um, tar everybody with the same brush. There's some wonderful teachers there who yeah. really care about what they're doing. And I know there's a lot of schools bringing in meditation, etc. Mm. Um, I don't know. So I don't want to comment on something that I don't fully know, if that mm. makes sense. But my experiences was there was a lot of it that wasn't too nourishing. And I found it more nourishing when I got out in the world and started meeting people and doing things mm. practical. Well, my, and my, then there was people that I met that I really um, enjoyed being around. So you, you wouldn't have done that. So it's like being in a job sometimes you don't like, but you meet some really good people. Yeah. So it was worth being in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think my advice as well, and I often try to tell mums and, and dads in particular when they when they say, oh, my, I'm having a really difficult time with my son or my daughter. And actually, a lot of the time, it's actually not the children, it's the parents. It's a projection from the parents yeah. on the children. Because a lot of the time, the children are all right. So really, as as an advisement of this podcast, I try to say to, to, to people, uncles, grandparents, is whatever that child's going through, how, ask this question, how are they making you feel? So this, it, And it might be often frustration that child's making, frustrating me or making me feel angry, then most likely that is what that child is going through. So stop, observe, why is that child going through that at that moment? And, yeah. and you know, these old systems, like yeah. you talk about, really no longer serve the modern spirit. The, the no, spirits they don't. coming back. So next yeah. question. Amazing. I've yeah. lost track now. That was mine, wasn't it? So yours. <laughs> <laughs> Top advisements for dealing with anxiety and depression. Oh, yeah, we're on the same route here. We're going down. We are, and it's interesting because we didn't know actually what questions we were going to give each other, and no. it sort of themes into the podcast. Top advisements. So, it, you know, I'm not going to sit there preach to people. I, let me talk about my own personal experience. Yeah. So, dealing now again, I'm going to be quite controversial here because. We we talk we for years I talked about anxiety and depression and and this was the toxic side of my upbringing where 
you deal with things your own way. You deal with them internally. You don't talk about your vulnerability or there wasn't that space for me to open up my vulnerability, to share my depression. Looking back, I was deep, as a young boy, I was deeply depressed through um, physical, mental abuse uh, uh, growing up. And, you know, I can look back on that as, as, you know, as a learning, of of course. So on the depression side, as as a young boy, I majorly struggled at school, not having friends, being bullied, and then all stuff going off at home. But then recently, you know, losing my mum and and two very close friends in a year, I would call suffer from anxiety, the panic attacks, this this panic. And because I've never experienced that before, you know, I would often advise people I was actually going through something that I've never experienced in my life before. And I have to say it was horrendous. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking back now, my advisement was I, I was very lucky that I had you and your mum and I had my uh, Adam, my partner, and um, some wonderful friends in the community here at the Purple Mountain. And that's been a godsend to me personally that I was able just not as much just open up and talk because I'm not like that. I rather, <laughs> I, ra- I rather ask people questions yeah. that's the way I am you're more the inquisitor yeah I'm more of the inquisitor but just really somebody just being there just going for a coffee I think the, you know if when somebody dies the worst thing you can do is how are you are you okay I sometimes just be there for that yeah. person help me but other advisement was um <laughs> if I didn't like it at the time really lean into those feelings yeah that's very oh my god and it and we both talk about it don't we when we lost margaret what i don't like using the word lost she's not lost she's in the line yeah but um gone through some very difficult time for us at the at at the purple mountain we can openly say that and it it was horrendous it was bad but we weren't on our own and we lean Mm. into that uncomfortability and in a way for the first time really gone through something that we often preached and talked about. Now, yeah, looking yeah. from the other side, I can, I can honestly say, and I'm not saying in an arrogant way, massive gratitude to those experiences, and, and we're still going through through that. So it's not as much dealing with it, because we're not fighting anything. We're not dealing anything. It's just really accepting, lean into those uncomfortable feelings. And I remember having a reading with Joe Harrison, and it was amazing advisement because I was – I'll be sat there and I was feeling this darkness in in me brewing and it and it made me so sick and horrible and that, oh it was a horrible feeling, this anxiety's palpitations. And really she said the best advisement that, that Archangel Metatron is saying to you is just really when you're feeling that in a meditation, sit with it. Yeah. Sit with sit with that darkness, sit, allow that energy to surface. And the more I was sitting with it, the more it was alleviating. So if you imagine your body being an electrical system. What often we do as human beings, what I do is suppress, push back down, don't talk about it, don't yeah, show it. Yeah, and you absolutely. know that's a massive flaw of mine. And now we just talk about what you're feeling. It's okay. You know, allowing people to hold space for you. The other thing, without me rabbiting on too much, is meditation. Meditation and breath work. And I remember when I really got into breath work is breathe use your breath, use your breath. And that's, you know, suffering from anxiety because I used to have this horrendous fear 
um, where I thought I was going to close my eyes, not wake up again, this fear of sleep. And the only thing that helped help me overcome that anxiousness, that anxiety was breathing and meditation and actually really leaning into that fear, no matter how uncomfortable it was. Stephen, you can't die. <laughs> yeah. What? Stephen, you can't die. You can't die the death of you. You can't, yeah. you can't die. So what are you worrying about? So, so that was my uh, advisement that I can give on, on, on my own thing when we talk about things like grief, because that's a bit of a taboo. No one talks about grief. And, and, I, and uh, we were talking about it, we? that we would love to create maybe a workshop on how to deal with grief and actually, you know, dreams and connecting with spirit you know, on a deeper level has brought me great peace of mind to know yeah. that the people you love actually are okay. What, what are you worrying about? Yeah. You're fine. You're going to, you're going to be okay. And it's like having Cambo for the first time and you're thinking, Oh my God, I'm going to die. This is going to be horrendous. And you're going <laughs> through it and actually it's going to pass in 20 minutes. You're going to be fine. You're going to get through to the other side. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So what about you? Well, what's the top thing you've dealt with or dealing with in terms of anxiety? Uh, top advisement for dealing with anxiety for me would personally be um, lean into whatever feelings you're having. Um, I feel like walking amongst nature, taking a walk is good. Getting outside, don't get stuck in with the curtains short. Don't get <laughs> stuck in a rut in a cave too much. Get yourself out there, get some fresh air. Even if it's five, ten minutes, go and meet up with like-minded people. Don't, don't hide away. Yeah. Amazing. So we'll do one more? Last one? Oh, no, let's do a couple more. Come yeah. on. <laughs> so I want to deepen my connection with spirit. How can I do this? Um, so it's interesting. This We get asked this a lot. Yes. And I would say deepening your connection with spirit, first be you. Because if spirit are connecting with you in a certain way and elevating certain gifts to doing it because you are you, not because they want you to be some carbon copy of somebody else. <laughs> so lean into what are your attributes, what are your strengths, what are your gifts. Um, be relaxed, take a breath into things, don't get too intense. Meditate if you can, lean into holistic practices, go for walks, connect with the earth. I feel that's that and go with the flow of the river. That's amazing advice. <laughs> we get we get asked that all the time, don't we? Mediums and psychics, and they'll do one course after another, and 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 really, it, it's when we talk about meditation, and I practice it. I tried to preach this all the time in a positive manner. That really, meditation people complicate things like yoga and meditation. Actually, meditation is so mind blowingly simple. It's just about being present. Yeah. That's what meditation is. Just be yourself. Just close your eyes, do a bit of breath work. Just be you in that exactly. present. And that's all you can be. Because how many, what was that story you told us about Osho? Was that Osho about the Buddha? Oh, yeah. We said, did they, so you're seeking to be Buddha, but you are already. And then there's some people who think they're Buddha and they're not. <laughs> that's <laughs> I, another, I love that. That's another story. Another yeah. story. That was uh, John Hogg. John was Hogg. John Hogg. Hogg. Check that episode out. Right. Well, this is a big one. Name a spiritual book or movie that is inspired. Oh, this is a good one to finish on this. Yeah, amazing. Well, going back to the the question you asked me before, 
in terms of you know how do you overcome anxiety and, de- and depression when i went through that 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 year that year and a half of of grief a, a movie that that really helped me shed so many tears and helped me open my heart which was the shack yeah the movie the shack and i remember watching the movie with with my partner adam and i just cried for about an hour just cried because it just made sense with the the hidden gems of knowledge and inspiration yeah this you take what you can with movies and books but the other movie that i got really inspired with which was where dreams may come yeah yeah, absolutely. With Robbie, with uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, and um, Robin Williams, not not Robbie, <laughs> not Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. Bless, bless his soul. And and I feel that is an amazing film as well. Great representation of what spirit, you know, what the spirit world yeah. could be, and the beauty that holds there. I would be here forever to name all the spiritual books. Bringers of the Dawn is a recent book that I read, really, people wanting to know. A lot of the Dolores Cannon books. I try, on, on me personally, um, I, I have read a lot of books, but it's life itself that's taught me a lot. People have taught me, you've yeah. taught me a lot uh, about life. So, and, and sometimes when I read books, I'm like, yeah, that, I can understand that. And some books are like, no, I can't understand that. And that's fine. Yeah. Sometimes people say, oh, that's a terrible book. Well, <laughs> sometimes you get what you can from certain teachings yeah. or writings, don't you? So, yeah. So that's a couple of things that help me with grief and, and with poetry. The books, with the books and the movies. Mo- yeah. But yeah, books and movies. So yeah. that's really helped. What about you? Is there any sort of books? Uh, books, yeah. Um, one that comes to mind is Conversations with God. That's a very good one. It sounds very religious, but it isn't at all. Very simple, isn't it? Very, very simple. Um, in terms of, yeah, The Bringers of the Dawn as well, excellent books, some of David Icke's books. Um, yeah, there's, there's been many, many books that I've sort of lent into and and got a lot from, and I, I struggle to finish one. I'll go from chapter to chapter and, and, and jump, which is all for a reason and a purpose, really. In terms of movie, I think The Shack is an excellent movie, excellent movie about forgiveness, self-forgiveness and, and grief as well. Uh, I think that's a really good film. I like What Dreams May Come as well. Um, I actually like, I don't know if this is, it's not really controversial, but the film Ghost as well. Yeah, that's, that's quite a good that's, one as well. pretty good, that. Music's lovely in that. Pretty well inspired and it's, it's nice. And, mm. and considering it, the timeline... Uh, but there are some early films. What's that film that you used to like, the black and white one, with a guy and he was in the fighter plane and then he had to look back on his life? I think it was filmed in the 40s or 30s, I think. So, And that inspired remember. you quite a bit at the time. It was very thought-provoking. It was, and I remember mentioning it to um, Anita and Roy, and I remember Anita watching it and she said, yeah, and that was great, that. So if anybody... I think that's a great representation. We'll what post what it is. When we'll, we'll post on the comments, actually, yeah. when we post the podcast. Black and white one, though, isn't it? Yeah, and he, and he, and he dies. Just and give a little bit of the premise. So, again, so basically, right. he's a fighter pilot, and he crashes, and something happens to him, and his soul goes to spirit, and he, they decide, or he decides if he wants to live or go back to the earth. Yeah. And he will sit, and there's different guides and inspirers there, and it's like stairway to heaven. <laughs> It's the way you perceive things. But again, don't take things when you watch things so literal. Take them as a great representation, teachings and philosophy behind it. So I think as we finish off the podcast. There's another one. Oh. Soul. 
as well. Oh, some the, of the cartoons. Some of the cartoons have a tremendous amount of um, Coco. Moana, Coco, yeah, some great ones there, very inspiring. There's, yeah. there's hidden messages in every film in, in, in a certain degree. Not all. Yeah, not all. Um, they don't have to be spiritual books either. You can read a story and it can be very inspiring, uplifting, can't it? Fiction. Absolutely. So I think as we finish off the podcast there, I think I hope that everybody that watched it found this interesting. We'd love to do more. Love to hear your feedback. Yeah. And uh, there's uh, more episodes coming up. If you haven't checked up our or checked out our previous episodes Some amazing guests. Out on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you are. Um, if you've got any questions or maybe you want to chip in with some comments on the answers that we've given or you'd like to see another bonus episode like this again, we'd be happy to do it as we start to create a studio, which is going to be exciting for 2024. So we hope to uh, connect with you on the next episode, sending our love and best wishes until we speak again. Thank, Thank you. you, everybody. Bye.